0: Hi Pip fam! We're back! And we've missed you so much! As we start this new season, we wanted to introduce a new subscription model where you can support our podcast through Anchor for $4.99 a month. When you join as a subscriber, you will get access to our episodes a week early. Eventually, with enough subscribers, we can expand to exclusive content like bloopers, Q&A with guests, and other fun content that won't be released to the general public. By joining our subscription, you are helping us with production costs, hiring our editor, and allowing us to record our episodes more seamlessly. We are so excited to be able to create more content with you all, so if you're interested in learning more, check out the description below for more details. Now, on with the episode. I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. The Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly.
1: We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters because we're all perfectly imperfect. And welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect, the podcast where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I am Christine. And I'm Regina. Beautiful co-host oh my god wow starting off the episode with a compliment well you know what we got s- the self-affirmations right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i'm like staring at regina and her background is gorgeous with your natural sunlight and your chandelier it's like a beaded light
0: sometimes when i take photos here people think that i'm like wearing a crown in my photos
1: you know, oh i like see this. it is that the
0: room that you record tiktok videos some of them yeah this is where my desk is set up and so sometimes if i need like b-roll of me like typing at my computer or whatever um i've gotten like a few comments where they're like are you are, i thought you were wearing a crown I was like <laughs> No, nope, it's
1: just my light. <laughs> so fabulous. Well, tell us what's been going on with At Last.
0: For those of you guys who don't know, I have a slow fashion clothing line called At Last, where I design and produce women's workwear pieces that help women feel confident in the workplace. Fashion is not something that I really thought I would get into, but there were a lot of opportunities that came up. And as I was kind of building out my business plan, it really resonated with me to, you know, create and design clothing that would help women feel comfortable in their own skin, just because I feel like I struggled a lot with body image issues and just like learning to accept myself as I am. And yeah, it's been really great. I think the past year and a half almost of launching this business, you know, I've learned a lot about the industry. I've learned a lot about myself. More recently, we released our first dress, which I'm super excited about because I love wearing. dresses. It's just like a one and done type of situation. And when I started creating this clothing line, I think in the back of my mind, I always had sustainability because, you know, with the way that the world is right now, climate change and everything, I just really wanted to be conscious of that. And this dress that we released is actually made from a dead stock fabric, which means it's like leftover fabric from larger companies' orders that they're not going to use anymore. And it's like Mm. not enough for larger companies to to create like a whole other item out of and be able to have enough inventory for it. So I was able to swoop it up and turn it into this really, really comfortable dress that I'm really obsessed with. And yeah, it's just been a really exciting launch and just really learning to speak about the clothing, you know, how to market and how to find new consumers and things like that. And even just like the response that I've gotten back from previous customers and things like that, it's been a very rewarding experience. So it's been going well. I mean, it's definitely has its slower days and busier days. But I feel like in a lot of ways, it exceeded my expectations of what I thought it was going to be.
1: Mm, Yeah, I can see that. I mean, if you guys don't follow Regina on TikTok, you absolutely should. Is it at Regina.feng? Yes. And we'll link it in the description. And you can see her wear these pieces, how she styles them. I think this is the year that marks us knowing each other, being friends for 10 years, right?
0: 2011, 2021? I think
1: so. Yeah, 10 years. We were sending photos back and forth of when we first started hanging out and our heavy, heavy bangs. (laughs) And just seeing how you've blossomed and grown as an individual, but also like a woman and now an entrepreneur, just seeing your style evolve has been so inspirational. I love how this is almost like the perfect form of self-expression for you at this point of your life mm-hmm. pairing your own personal growth with how you carry yourself what clothing can do and you know how you feel and how you put pieces together matching everything with what you said about what's important to you about sustainability and even what you just said about the dead stock i remember you bringing that up in the way beginning of a conception of at last of just like oh admiring when other brands were doing it i think women mm-hmm. from whaley's brand at that time so it's really cool to, be able to to see how much it's grown and even the comments on TikTok when certain videos really pick up traction and all these women who found you and were like, oh my god, thank you for having like this mid-size line for me and just feeling so represented, you know? So it's really cool to see that happening and unfolding for you. Oh, thank you. It's been a
0: crazy journey and it's even crazier to think that we've known each other for 10 years. And I actually was thinking back to it and I was like, I think we started recording for this podcast about five years ago, almost like to the day. It's crazy to see how like our journey has grown individually and together. I feel very grateful that we get to do this Together,
1: I know we've honestly have even just through our time at Pip, yeah, just even our friendship has gone through many different phases, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and because you go from friends to like now we're gonna try to start a business. We just did an episode about seasons and where I was in certain seasons, where Sheena was Mm -hmm. in certain Mm -hmm. seasons, and like learning to grow
0: together while being in different seasons or different mindsets. It was difficult, and it wasn't
1: an easy journey. But here we are, still with two mics (laughs) recorded. (laughs) No, but we expected from this journey has far exceeded everything that we have thought it's that's how everything is right it's like ups and downs and all of it is like meant for you because you learn so many different things so mm-hmm. how's your business coming along how's it growing how do you feel like
0: it's changed in the past year i feel like watching from the outside it feels like you really have found your stride. Especially now that you also recently just moved to the beach. I feel like there are so many things in your life that are like aligning now. I feel like you like
1: spoke this into reality. Isn't that? And but I also never would have thought that it'd be like a life coach and lead me down this path. So my life coaching business, XOXO Christine, has been thriving and it's also been evolving as I continue to evolve. And I think the beautiful thing about life coaching is it's like a infinity loop where I feel like I learn from my clients and then I take that into my own inner growth and I learn on the side on my own and I feed that back into my clients. And it's just kind of this like, we're all just growing together and learning. So it's been so beautiful and fulfilling because it just taps to my, who I've always been, which is wanting to have deeper connections with people I think even as a little girl I've always wanted that but I didn't know how to put that into words or what that really meant but I just yearned for something that I think I took from movies and shows and I'm like oh my god they're so close they could talk about anything you know and as I've gotten older it's just that's turned into like vulnerability and authenticity and how can we start shedding parts of ourselves that are no longer who we are and embrace growth. I think also especially being children of immigrants and what that means in terms of like generational trauma, what we're trying to do in this generation, how we want to be better. And I see a lot of my friends having their second kid. Like what does that mean for them when you have children and what you want to pass on? There's a lot of really cool upcoming developments I'm looking into and researching and how it can Help me grow not only as a life coach, but just even my own interest in how the brain works, how this relates to mental health, especially in our Asian community because even what I've been going through with my parents is there's such a gap right in like their level awareness what they know about mental health and kind of the cycles that they themselves put themselves through and how that affects us as their children especially as we become adults so there's all of that that I find fascinating and interesting and that may lead to more in-person stuff especially as things open up I know we've been talking about that
0: yeah but that's something that's like always on our mind of like how we can better connect with you guys
1: right what I offer right now is one-on-one life coaching but I would love to expand to like different areas and I have a group that I started with two really great girlfriends called Asian Soul Care Mm, that you guys can all join and the link is in my bio on Instagram and we meet every month to just practice what it looks like to hold safe space for one another, to be vulnerable. We pick a theme and prompt for that month. It's like how we feel after record an episode. It just feels very therapeutic. It feels like now you have motivation, you feel encouraged, you feel supported, and you get to know a group of people that are also looking to grow. Mm. So those are the different areas in the umbrella of Exo Christine. I'm always looking for ways that connect with different demos of people. Cause I know not everyone can afford one-on-one life coaching. So it's like, how can I better serve my community in the ways that I'm learning to grow as a person and as a life coach. So that's where I've been at. Wow. It's like all the things that you had talked about before, being able to have a
0: name for it and then being able to like have a plan to execute on it. I do feel like watching you grow into this role of a life coach, it fits you so well. There's no other way to yeah. describe that. And being able to hear from your clients, people who listen to this podcast, people who have been working with you through life coaching, it's so cool to see how they've evolved and even how you evolve in the yeah. process of like like being able to help other people.
1: well oh, thank you for saying that. That means so much because you've been there since when we both first started at Wong Fu and how far we both have evolved. And I think these are things that we couldn't have written this even if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. But it found us at the right times, even though we weren't ready for it. Yes. And I think that's something that me and Regina will honestly say. Even when we're at Wang Fu, all the times we'll be like, I don't know, we don't have experience of this. Why am I here? You know? And But then you grow into it and then you end up finding your stride in it and it teaches you so much. I think that's what's led me to just trusting the process. Life will give you what you need even before you know you need it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really
0: about being in tune with yourself and when those opportunities come up, not being afraid. Because I think that that fear is is kind of one of our first triggers of like, oh my gosh, am I ready for this? Even though you have been asking for it, when it really, it gets like handed to you, you're like, uh, oh my God, what do I do with my hands? Like, what do I do with this this thing being handed to Imposter me? Imposter Exactly. So it's been a really rewarding growth process just being able to also have each other support each other really watch each other I think grow into the things that we like had always spoken about like happen into existence I think that that's the thing that is really interesting about our friendship too you know when we see other people who are like best friends and like hang out all the time and you know do everything the same like Christine and I are such different people and like we have our own paths but there's always something that brings us back together and connects us and this podcast is a really big part of it. So it's always really fun, I think, as I'm doing my own thing and Christine's doing her thing. When we like join forces again, we're like, wow, I can see the growth that has happened for the other person so much. And being able to like bring that back to the podcast is always like such a fun time.
1: <laughs> I know. I've said this before. Me and Regina are like seven years apart. So it makes sense that we're like different phases of our life. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, Regina is way more extroverted than I am, if you believe it or not. <laughs> but also, also in different situations. So I can talk to strangers and be comfortable in that. And Regina will be more of an observer, then she will engage, but she doesn't have a problem talking to anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's so interesting. And I'm so grateful to just have our friendship keep growing and unfolding. And it's a very organic friendship, for sure. And we don't force it in any way. Yeah, it's just been such a testament to like, what it means to grow with a friend and allowing that person to be who they are. And how do you want to actively work towards your friendship? Definitely. So, yeah, that's kind of a weird way to transition into our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, we've done. Maybe, okay, here's the transition. I've definitely done this to Regina, and I Regina probably has done it to me, you know? So, yes. Regina, what are we talking about
0: today? Today, we are talking about projection. And I know when you first hear that word, you're kind of like, I don't know. I don't really know exactly like what that means or what that looks like. I don't think that I project, but it happens to everyone. And there are different types of projection that we are going to address today. And the reason this topic came up was because Christine and I, when we were catching up, there are like a couple instances that we were like referring to where we realized, oh my God, this has nothing to do with me or has nothing to do with the situation, but I still felt a certain way about it or so-and-so still projected all of their feelings onto me. That is why I wanted to talk about this topic today. Projection is basically
1: when you... When you judge others from your perspective and your experience.
0: Yes, and your past experiences. Like before you even really give
1: that person the
0: opportunity to explain themselves. Or if like the situation that you're going through triggers a past experience, that can also be a projection. So for example, social media. I think that there are a lot of things where you can look on social media and be like, that's something that I really wanted. Why does that person get it? Like, Say somebody got engaged and you're like, oh my gosh, whether you're single or in a relationship or whatever, you're like, oh my God, why isn't my boyfriend proposing? Or why am I not getting engaged? That automatically becomes a reflection on yourself when the event of that other person getting engaged really has nothing to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that these are the moments when we're very narcissistic and we make everything about ourselves and then it harms us in more ways than one. There are instances where we we do this to ourselves, where we do this to other people, or other people do it to us. Like, there was an instance recently where I got into an um, argument with my mom, and she was just pulling things left and right that had nothing to do with me. It has completely something to do with someone else, and she was just projecting <laughs> everything onto me. And I had to walk away from the situation because I was like, I, I don't even know how to like reason with you. It's kind of like when we were a kid and our family friend or cousin got an A or straight A's or got into XYZ school and they're like, why are you so stupid? Why can't you get into this school? And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, Or like it goes down an even further steep path of, oh, you're going to make nothing of your life. You're just going to be dumb (laughs) forever. And these are very dramatic scenarios of like what projection
1: looks like, but projection can look. No, they're not. I'm laughing because I feel like so many listeners and myself can be like, yeah, my mom is exactly like that, (laughs) you know, where they're just pulling stuff out of thin air everyone in the family could be having a fun happy time and then whatever just sets her off she's like thinking about something and then suddenly she's just like ew i don't like it when you wear red why do you have to wear red you think that this is all blah 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 blah?" and you're just like what is going on and suddenly (laughs) it becomes this whole thing about your life what are you doing with your life oh yeah it takes very sharp turns (laughs) in every right? which and you're, direction. and just on roller coaster. And then it's really through projection and understanding that when you take a step back, you're like, oh, there's so many, if not most of it, it's because they felt a certain way about their lives or how things have turned out for them, especially when you're in a mother-daughter relationship. Yes. I mean, I think it's just, our moms often go to their daughters and being like, you are an extension of me. <laughs> <laughs> so totally relatable, not dramatic. It actually happens.
0: Yes. And I'm sure that there are a lot of instances too that if we really think, Think about it. Us projecting our own insecurities. Sometimes when my friend would get a really good internship or like something really good, I think that I then am reflected upon like my own insecurities and unintentionally project. Oh, that's great, but like, oh, be sure that you need to think about like X, Y, Z, and like kind of like a little bit of like a Debbie Downer. I noticed myself doing that, and I was like, oh, why? Why am I doing this? Like, why am I not just happy for them and where they are? And A lot of the times it was just, it was inner work that I needed to do. And so today we just like really wanted to dive into, you know, projection, what it can look like what it means, how to be aware of it. And the awareness part is kind of difficult. Christine and I were actually like talking about this like right before we started recording because I think the reason why we project is because we don't realize it. It might be something that we constantly think about. It might be something that is always in the back of our mind. But when the scenario comes up, our instinct is not to be like, hmm, am I projecting my feelings onto this person? It's like you've already done it and you're maybe walking back to your car to drive home or you're like getting ready for bed and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I think that I said some things that may not have been the most helpful or the most kind, or you start to realize in hindsight what you were
1: projecting onto your friend. Oh my god, there have been numerous conversations, especially since we moved to the beach, because I feel like the beach unlocked, like, this, like, deeper inner inner work between me and Jack. (laughs) Yeah, I know. There have been conversations with Jack where I literally will be a mid-conversation. I'm, like, really worked up, and I'm really triggered, and i am be like, you know what? I'm projecting onto you right now. (laughs) Or I'm projecting, or we'll have conversations where I'm like, Jack, you... Or projecting onto me right now mm-hmm. you know and then just catching it i'm still in the process of working through that where i'm like i'm still triggered by how i'm feeling and realizing that i'm projecting mm-hmm. then letting that like the emotions kind of like settle then i'm able to be like okay so what's the takeaway <laughs> it is a process it's not something like just because you know it just because we're talking about projection then we're like oh my god don't do it anymore mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like it's so easy just turn it off yeah don't you know <laughs> projection you know <laughs> no it makes sense right because you lived your entire life through your own lens right and it's only when we get older you hear other people's perspective and then you also work toward checking certain biases that you've grown up with or stereotypes that you just accepted as truth i really think that exposure to other people and being open to it really helps you see outside of yourself and not make it about you Definitely. right because ego is all about protecting yourself Well, what does this mean and i can see how projection is a way of. Our our brains to like cope and survival where we're like, we make it about ourselves because oftentimes we don't want to be the ones sticking out. We don't want to be the ones that have no empathy or being weird and all of that. So we, we have to insert ourselves in the first person narrative, right? And we're like, so what do I think of it? What are my assumptions about it? And even learning about safe space and really listening to a friend versus sitting there trying to already have a response because that's how we think we're helping, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. like, why am I just sitting here if I'm not offering you some sort of advice or some sort of words of comfort where I'm from, right? But oftentimes that's when we're projecting our own stuff. Your friend, yeah, sure. We have maybe all gone through breakups or heartaches or something like that, but your friend may totally receive it differently or have narratives within herself that are different from yours, right? Or how she deals with it is totally different. But when you're just like, no, 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 you just got to like break up and leave him or just get over it or like, oh, this is how I did it. Sometimes it could be helpful, but other times too, it's just like letting your friend just vent. Definitely. And I think that
0: like too, it's almost like a savior complex where you're like, oh my God, my friend is hurt and I want to help them. And, you know, I want to give them all this advice, but then we're taking our past experiences and projecting it onto them you know, what they're going through is likely completely different from what we went through. And the way that each person will handle it is completely different. What I've noticed too, with like, for me, I might get over things sometimes faster than some of my other friends. And some of my other friends might get over things faster than I will. And allowing each other to go at your own pace is more important than you trying to be like, well, this is exactly what you should do. I think that friendships that are like that, there's definitely like a weird kind of control balance there but in those instances if you find yourself being like oh well I know exactly what that person is trying to do you have to think about the situation from their lens rather than projecting them to look at things from your perspective and that is a form of projecting sometimes as a friend you want to be helpful and you want to be like I know how to fix you but you got to let your friend heal and do things at their
1: own pace yeah I'll speak for myself when I villainize somebody I'm totally projecting especially when I'm way up in the T and I'm just like this person it's like must be like this and like that you know you mean like couch guy (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> is that just not the whole TikTok world just projecting?
0: That is, it's all the women who are like, oh my God, that's the type of behavior that my boyfriend had before he cheated on me. And
1: you know, sure, that doesn't mean that there's not some sort of maybe truth to it through like experience and wisdom. And that's essentially what a lot of these TikTokers are doing. They're trying to give this girl a heads up, right? right? But it just gets to a point where you're just like, you don't know, you really don't know. That's what I keep telling myself now. I really don't know. There's a lot of things that i have like, so sure about myself. Oh my god, that person's totally gonna get fired, or that person's gonna get canceled, or like they're gonna fail. And I'm like, oh my God, they're like thriving. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really learning about projection, which has made me uncomfortable at first, but then doing the inner work, I'm like, well, i doing more digging, right? Because if it's making me uncomfortable, there's something there, which is a lot of projecting is because we don't like parts of ourselves. So it's easier to project onto other people and we don't like it when that person does it. So it's easier to confront that from other people versus we don't like to see it within ourselves. Also, people who project a lot of times it's because they don't know themselves that well when we don't feel good about ourselves or we don't really know ourselves we put that onto other people Mm -hmm. because if we don't feel good about ourselves we want to try to bring other people down no (laughs) (laughs) it's like a defense mechanism a lot of times projections it's a defense mechanism and you want to put that onto other people so when you're that's why it's like people who are hurting hurt other people you're projecting, right? Because they see it from that filter, from that lens. And a lot of times you can't understand how somebody else can be totally fine in that situation that you suffered in before. I was so triggered by that before where like some people would be like, oh, that doesn't really bother me. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> You're like, I'm not
0: even able to sleep over this for yeah. months.
1: I think a lot of it too can stem
0: from like jealousy. Like how is that person handling it so much better than me? Why can't I be like that person? And then these feelings of like your own inner. Insecurities grow and grow and grow. And for some reason, our instinct is just to like bring other people down with us or make them feel bad about themselves.
1: Well, it's because we're looking for validation. Yeah. Right? Like, I've been in situations where I'm like, oh, the victim. And I really want to justify why I feel hurt. So I'm like projecting and talking, like, oh, someone in a similar situation at a toxic work environment. I'm like, yeah, doesn't that suck? And the person's like, well, you know, I just had a conversation. I'm like, no. <laughs> I want validation for my own pain and what I mean about like people who often project don't know themselves is because now through inner work I'm like oh that's why there's the underlying fear behind that about what I think about myself or there's shame behind that or trauma or childhood pain you know repressed emotions and all of these things I've learned about myself as to why it shows up as judgment and why I don't like those parts about myself and that I project and like why those are triggers
0: for you. That does just take a lot of self-reflection. When I find myself, again, I am a positive person. I'm a happy person. But if I find myself being super negative about something or really condescending or judgmental about something, I'm like, why am I letting this bother me so much? Like, what about this other person is irritating? (laughs) Or like, what about it? Is it triggering something within me or is it them? You know, like learning that separation of yourself and other people is so important especially when it comes to projection. There are a lot of times when I'm like, okay, am I justified in the reason why I'm upset with this other person? Or like, if I feel like that person has wronged me, why? Like really analyzing that. It's like, okay, is it that person? Or is it me and my past experiences with other people that I think are similar? And I'm now, you know, using those negative feelings and attaching it to this like completely new person whose situation may be completely different. It's so easy easy for us to kind of revert back to familiarity because that's, Something that we know and we understand, and we're like, we knew how this situation played out last time, so I know how this situation is going to play out this time. And that may not be fair for the person that we are talking to or in an argument with or judging, judging, exactly. And I think that if you really like flip it on the other side, when you think about the instances when other people have projected onto you, and then you really think about that, and you're like, it makes no sense from your end, right? And like, the other person's like, so mad, or like, like they're yelling at you about something you're like wait what did I do in the instance of mother-daughter relationships I think as a child I would just absorb it and be like oh you're right like I'm so wrong like I should be doing better I should be studying harder I should be smarter etc but then this time I think when I got into this tuffle with my mother as she was speaking to me I was like she is a hundred percent projecting right now I was able to recognize that mm-hmm. it was like a response where I was like this has nothing to do with me and where I am the thing about a lot of immigrant parents and it's something that i've especially noticed like since spending more time with them living at home is that they didn't get to do much healing the healing that we have learned to train ourselves to do in our 20s you know now 30s they didn't get those opportunities because they were still in like fight or flight mode in their 30s trying to build a life for us etc and we are very grateful for that but in that moment it really stunted their like emotional growth, and you can see it in I don't know I, this is kind of like the only example that I can really think of right now, but like Britney Spears, the situation that she was in just kind of like stunted her growth of like not being able to like really live for herself. And I think that like our parents, not to compare them her, their situation to Britney, to Britney but I think that it's just they were always so focused on like our livelihoods and like how are we going to pay the bills, etc., that they didn't really get to do the inner work that we are fortunate enough to be able to do with ourselves now. I see that a lot in conversations that I have, even politics that have nothing to do with us directly. There's just all this pent up, like she goes from like A to Z real quick. Even though there's like so many letters in between, like there's none of that. Like the rationale behind it is just very like simplified. And then that's when I realize, like when I have conversations, when she does go off on her rants, how I learn to absorb that information. And when I get to the point where I'm like, you know what, this has nothing to do with me and you need to calm down. I'm going to walk away from this situation. And mm-hmm. that was very eye opening for me because I think that that was like the most mature way that I've ever handled a fight with her a
1: tuffle with
0: her a tuffle with her exactly i don't even know if tuffle's a word i just it just like was the only word that i could think of <laughs> a kerfuffle a kerfuffle <laughs> But yeah, like, I think that that took a lot of inner work on my end to mm. learn to be like, you know what? She's in one of her modes right now. This has nothing to do with me. And I need to just walk away from the
1: situation.
0: I think for years, like I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to separate that. And the minute she started attacking, I started internalizing.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. When you first told me about that Cuffle. Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff <laughs> thing, <laughs> I was like, wow, it's so hard to do. Do with our parents, it really can be, you know, and and to have that step of awareness to kick in to be like, okay, this is what's happening. And I'm going to have a boundary right now, which is not necessarily what you have to state to her, but something that you are like, I'm going to exit from this conversation. Because if I continue with it, we already know what could go down, right? Even if you are aware of the projection, it's a lot of energy. So I think even then to get to a point where you're like, even some of the things that our parents say can still be rooted in some sort of truth in like, because they bring up stuff from your past. That's how they always like, you know, they're like, yeah, in you remember time. in middle like, school you know? when you, did, you didn't you did do yeah. well in chemistry? You're like, I'm 30 <laughs> <laughs> mother <laughs> yeah or they always like kind of tie up everything and like you always do this mm-hmm. you know and yeah. every time i feel like that's always like a hook to be like you're gonna fight you want to fight let's go you know so to be able to be like okay i'm not going to engage in this because this really isn't about me me, and it's just gonna get worse Mm -hmm. i'll say this right now um, i know this is total tangent if you guys hear stuff it's because it's like pouring oh my gosh thunder is insane right now i can
0: kind of hear the thunder it's not raining for me at all i wish sunny yeah well it's not it was sunny actually when we first started recording it's like kind of gloomy right now but i can hear your thunder and i'm like oh my god is that coming towards me oh my god the
1: gods are upset that we're talking about our mothers they're projecting actually onto (laughs) us oh my god i know (laughs) this is why inner work it can help so much in teaching ourselves these tools that our parents like you said they didn't teach us because they themselves don't know it exactly so having these tools to be able to ground yourself in your truth so the the difference what i hear is that you're able to ground yourself in your truth and whatever she was projecting onto you you know yourself well enough that that wasn't your truth no matter how hard she was accusing you no matter what she was pulling from her toolbox of like well you you do this all the time or this is what you you know it's like no That's not my intention. I know who I am and you can say what you want. It doesn't bother me to that point like it did before because that's not what I believe in myself. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. That's just
1: not who I am. And having that separation takes practice. It does. It takes a
0: lot of practice. And that day I was particularly good at it. Other days, not so much so. (laughs) So it's practice. It's practice, (laughs) exactly. And like, I think that that's one of the things too about your life journey. Like it's not linear, it's up and down and that's okay. And you know, some of the days my mother will say something that'll really trigger me. And other days I'm like you know what that's not how I am and that just shows the growth that has happened over the past I would say that even like six months a year you know we've had these arguments in the past where she just like brings up something completely irrelevant to prove a point that doesn't even really make sense and the entire time I just feel like I'm being attacked but I think that when you do the inner work on yourself and you have the confidence in yourself to be like you know what that's not me and and that's not how I am and I know that I've changed and I know that I'm better than this I'm not the 12 year old kid who did XYZ for our parents that kind of understanding may never come realistically. That's when we realize like it's up to us to be able to fend for ourselves and know ourselves and know that, you know, we are not the same kids that we were when we were 11, 12 making those mistakes as we are now in our
1: 30s. Totally resonate in like the more that you understand yourself and when I say understand, always keep going to inner work. Our parents from their perspective feel like they know you, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They understand you. But they don't know internally the stuff that what have we really taken on as fears or insecurities a lot of especially if we're going to go into i know this is kind of a tangent going into like generational trauma or just what we've been taught a lot of us just absorb what our parents teach us or tell us or what they value automatically and we never question is that really what we think it's because they've always put that on us like this is success this is what you chase this is don't be weak this is blah 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 right in the process of stopping checking for yourself especially as a grown adult is this what i read wow i just been automatically Assuming or just believing that this is truth simply because you've been told that your entire life. And that's when you can really start to have that self awareness of why you are the way that you are. And then you can check for yourself is this really what I believe in? Is this really who I am? And understanding that oftentimes when I project, it's because I learned it from my parents. And that's how I feel fire with fire and learning and picking up on that. But like you said, because they've never done the inner work, they've never gone beyond that protection mechanism because what it does with projection, you basically create a wall or you insulate yourself to be like, this is what I think. And this is why there's like a stubbornness to it. And then if you can't get into digging deeper, it's so easy just for that to be an automatic response. And if you learn how that's actually how the brain works, because you already program your brain to have that trigger response. So whenever it recognize a similar, Patterns, it immediately goes to that. Okay, projection is what you usually do. In that it costs you real connection with other people and also yourself because you don't really get to know each other. You don't know what's really going on. You're also putting a wall between you and this other person by really being there and accepting and listening. In that situation, let's say with your mom, it's like she's already putting this narrative together for you versus hearing you out and being like, But well, Regina, what's going on? You know, what are you really thinking? And is there a solution from this? It takes you into account when you can. Understand for yourself what are the type of stories that I'm telling myself in this situation about that person or the situation? That's when you start picking up on, oh, am I projecting? Mm-hmm. I'm totally creating this whole story, or I'm totally going off of assumptions that this person hasn't confirmed. And then you get to see how other people are doing it to you. Oh, the thing I was going to say that I learned and currently at with my parents is I'm giving myself permission not to carry on the burden or shoulder on the responsibility of their emotions and their feelings. That's something maybe I as, like, the firstborn and daughter that I growing up felt was just a role that I took on. Whenever my parents felt sad or upset or angry, I always felt like, oh, okay, I should come in and try to fix things or try to make them feel better. That has translated into adulthood, even now, when my parents make very questionable decisions. <laughs> see, it's very triggering for me. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes I'm projecting, right? Cause I'm just like, why would you do that? You know, like, come on. And then I feel the angst of, okay, Well, from their very questionable decisions will come very questionable consequences that I must help them navigate and fix for them. But now I'm just like, no, you're a grown adult. And I'm not gonna take on that narrative that I'm a bad daughter because I'm not holding myself responsible for the choices that you've made. You choose to be this person. And that's the part where our parents not doing inner work or even therapy or whatever it is, it's not because they don't know now. They know. I know they've grown up with a set of stigma and stereotypes where it's hard to unlearn and it's hard to get past that, but they can no longer deny that they don't know anything about mental health or what it means. So they're actively choosing not to explore, learn, or even hear us out when we talk about it. Well, I want to share different ways of how we can approach it, especially how it can help bridge our relationship and our communication. But if you refuse to do even any type of like introspection or self-awareness, then I am not going to shoulder on that responsibility to try to keep pushing and pushing for it. Then I will work on myself in the meantime, and you do you. I had gone to that point where I was projecting so much, especially in my inner work journey, to be like, come on, mom, come on, dad, let's work on self-awareness, let's work on these tools. There's a point where my dad was actually open to therapy for a, literally a split second. And then he was just like, no, I'm good. I don't." And I was like, oh man, we were so close but I had to check myself that I was projecting what I wanted so badly for him and what I felt like would help him, but he just doesn't want that. So I think before I would carry that and just be like, man, how can I make it better? How can I really help and feel bad? And then I'm just like, well, I'm letting it go. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. And like, that's also another form of projection
0: where it's just kind of like after the projection happens, like you then like learning to take a step back and being like, okay, this is not my battle to fight. That's their journey. And you can be there to support, you know, like if one day your dad decides to come back and be like, Hey, Christine, you know what? I do want to think about therapy. You're like, great. You know, I have all the resources for you here, but until they get to that point, you just kind of have to let it go and like learn that there can be good projection and bad projection, you know, good projection where you're like, wow, I feel like going through therapy and all this self-growth has helped me so much. Like I want this for you. Sometimes that level of like positivity and excitement for self-growth, that other person might not be there yet and you kind of have to allow them to get there because also like when you project your like oh my god i'm so productive right now i'm doing great and da you don't know what the other person's going through and you don't know how they're feeling about the situation so it's like yes while projection usually pertains to like more negative connotation there can be toxic positivity which i feel like is a topic that a lot of people have been talking about where it's like you're just promoting this like extremely great lifestyle of you're like oh my god therapy has changed my life and it's so amazing and da 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 and like you should do it too and turn your life around and forcing kind of this like narrative onto them or just being like you're in such a bad place like you need to get better when like maybe they're like you know what I'm kind of okay right now (laughs) like I, I I need my own space and like you're making me feel awful about where I am because obviously through your lens you think that I'm like struggling right now.
1: And I think that's something to then learn in, okay, if someone for themselves, they know themselves best. And even if they make decisions that you don't agree with, that you don't think would be best for them. Once they choose that, you trust in them to be like, well, that's your life. They're the ones that have to live through whatever they decide, right? Whatever they're doing. And you too, what has helped me in just letting go and taking a step back is oftentimes when my parents, I'll be like, well, your energy affects me. Mm Are you not having an awareness or self-reflection? Then all that negativity always comes back. It's like a cycle. Mm-hmm. What I'm learning now through the inner work is well, then this is a good practice to learn how to draw healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the adult growing process. Where again it's led me point by point, right? Cause like I said before, I used to be so in my own head about how do I fix this, how do I make us better, and we always argue about the same thing, nothing ever gets solved, it's so toxic and all that. And now it's led me to letting go to being like, all right, well, then here's my boundary. And you can still live your life, and I can still love you from afar and support you in however re- you making that choice for yourself yourself. yourself, not making it about me now. Yes. Does your energy affect me? when you go through your own negativity and stuff. Sure, but then that's when I can be like, mom, I have to go. I can't talk on the phone right now. Or dad, if you're gonna say really toxic things to me right now, then I'm gonna leave. And that's where you can slowly learn to advocate for yourself, but having a respectable way of approaching it. Boundaries is this whole thing. We can do another episode about that. But yes. all of that in what we've been learning about what projection does, how to be aware of it, what you can do with it, and why people do it, why we do it. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting to hear, you know, what
0: projection looks like for different people, because I think that that's one of the the hard things too about projection is like, it's hard to recognize because it looks different for everybody and it, it comes up in different ways for everyone. But I hope that by you guys listening to like the few situations that we brought up, it allows you to reflect upon, you know, are there instances in which you projected or you were being projected on that you can think of and you can really now learn to separate like, okay, that has nothing. To do with me, or that had really nothing to do with that person. I was just bringing up like old past feelings and projecting it onto this new person
1: and it doesn't take away from good intentions but how you execute it is a different story Mm -hmm. the more that you learn the more that you hopefully this encourages you all to not be afraid about digging in deeper one of the things when i first learned about projection i was like man i'm such a horrible person Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. like why would i do that like all the times that i thought i was helping i was really judging and like you know pushing for what i thought that was a common theme and still is something that i still do and i building that awareness of when i do it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then working towards apologizing Like I've apologized to Regina many times through the inner work after a conversation. I'm like, oh, I said that one thing and I don't think that's fair or that that wasn't my intention of doing that. And I apologize if it made you feel a certain way and all that, you know, because I'm like taking it takes a little bit for me to be like, oh, yeah, I think I was projecting and kind of pushing for something. But that's okay. So it's a learning process. Yeah. And in those instances, like I remember it, like the times that it happened. And I was like,
0: wow, that was really nice for her to recognize it. Cause I think even sometimes when I'm in that conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I am this way or like maybe I am, you know, I do feel this way or whatever. But to then recognize it and be like, oh, I apologize for doing that. Like that meant a lot to me because then I don't know, it just like helps solidify the fact that, like, you know, we are really there for each other. And I think it's okay to have those instances where, you recognize your own flaw and then you're like, oh, you know what? I feel really bad for doing that or saying that or projecting
1: my feelings in that way. Yeah well this is a great topic and I think this is something where a lot of people probably can resonate and hopefully it helps you out in the real world when you do it and how that might make someone feel as well as when other people do it to you <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well if you felt like this episode has helped you in any
0: way or it really resonated with you feel free to pass it along with a friend it means so much to us that you guys choose to spend your drive or cleaning time or laundry time with us so thank you guys so much for listening if you guys want to see what we're up to during the week feel free to give us a follow at perfectly.imperfect.podcast on instagram and we will see you guys soon Bye.
1: bye